For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's up, y'all? We are here licking wounds on this episode of Believe in Kentucky, AG, man. We've done it a lot. Sound like a broken record. We talked about all every basketball episode for the most part. We, we've been waiting for a win against a good team all year long, and that hasn't happened yet because Michigan's not any good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the what SEC opener at Mizzou and you, you yeah, got run off the floor smacked around and then you get Louisville at home who's you know god awful you know you got a good game from top and I was like oh okay okay because we've been waiting on that since the Bahamas this is the year and he probably put too much pressure on himself to be that guy based on the incline he's been on the past couple of years you've been seeing little bit by little bit he's showing flashes and now he's supposed to be the man and uh maybe too much pressure good game against louisville good game against lsu okay good time for him to do that since you're gonna go on the road against alabama and oh lose by 26 you were mm-hmm. there <laughs> get right game against south carolina last night and you were there again and oh <laughs> Same same thing happened, didn't it? But worse, yeah. Uh, I wrote about it last night, man. It, it feels like a rock bottom moment. I mean, this is a lot of bad history is being made here. I mean, you lose the twenty eight game home winning streak, which I think was second longest in school history. Uh, hadn't lost a game at home since that COVID season. You still won a couple at the end of that year. Uh, to start that streak. You lose to South Carolina for only the third time ever and do it on your home floor for the first time since Billy Clyde Gillespie was the head basketball coach. Um, you have your worst loss ever to Alabama, a team you've been playing for hundreds of years. I mean, it's just, it goes on and on and on. And uh, they're one and three in SEC play for the first time since uh, I think uh, 88, 80, 87, something like that. Eddie Sutton days. So just a disaster, just a disaster right now. Yeah, Exactly. They weren't even allowed to be in the tournament, and they might not be allowed to be in it, in it this year for different reasons. So, and you know what? You know you you hear Calipari say, "Oh, it's a marathon. Oh, there's a lot of time left. Oh, it's early. Oh, we're still learning. It, it ain't, man. There's <laughs> more than half the season has been played. You know, there's 31 games, and they have played 16. They are 10 and six. Uh, they have a quad two win, which was a 10 point win at home against Yale." Uh, yippee, 
They have three. No, let's see where they're at in quad three. I believe they're three and zero. In oh no, uh, yeah, they're three and zero in quad three. Uh, the best of that being LSU, who's a hundred and uh, in the one hundreds in the net right now because they can't beat anyone. Uh, and then now you know they're zero and five against quad one, which we all know is a disaster. And now they have a quad four loss. I mean, South Carolina came into Rupp Arena. Obviously, we all know they got their their butts whooped against Tennessee. Okay, fine. Tennessee's really good. This team lost to Furman. They lost, I think, by 32 to Colorado State. They lost to George Washington. And they barely beat the same South Carolina State team uh, that Kentucky, even this bad Kentucky team beat by 30-plus. So it, it's an all-systems failure right now. And I wish I could come on here and say, yeah, you know, this thing could turn around. I, I'm just not so sure of it, man. I mean, the one positive is they have – they do have a lot of – I think they have seven or eight quad one games left. So, and it looks like Texas A&M, the way they're te- – Texas A&M is annihilating Missouri right now, and they're going to stay undefeated in league play. So maybe that becomes a quad one game at home ne- uh, next weekend. But uh, unless they start winning some of those and finish, I would say, 10-5 and five at worst – we're looking at a second in three years that uh, there's not going to be any March Madness to to celebrate. Yeah, that's. I think last night may have been <laughs> the, the sobering slap in the face where I, we I don't I'm not gonna say accepting because Kentucky fans aren't accepting anything. That's why you know they're, they're irate, but you had come to terms with you're gonna have to watch this team lose to every good team okay this is just what they're doing but i still thought we're probably a lot of people thought the yo-yo lose to a good team beat a crap team at home especially at home beat a crap team and you just zigzag that way and then you get beat up every time you play somebody good and then even that got shot down last night again sure did first year coach just like in Missouri. And <laughs> yeah, just like in Missouri. Missouri's obviously, you know, at least the top 25 team right now. But South Carolina, man, they are. I mean, Missouri has had a guy in Kobe Brown who's already one of the top players in the SEC come back. South Carolina, if they didn't have Gigi Jackson, the number one player in the country, I, 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 they would have been, they would have been like Louisville level bad. I mean, they're already, they came into Rupp Arena. The second worst high major team in the net. Only Louisville was worse. And Kentucky loses to them at home. A guy in Mechie Johnson, who you tip your hat to the night he had, he's a 30% three shooter, a 35% shooter from the field. And he lights your ass up. It was just, it was embarrassing, man. And uh, the fan base is frustrated. It was one of the smallest SEC crowds I've ever seen. The smallest SEC crowd. It was a comparable I would compare the crowd to just a, you know, South Carolina State, North Florida game. It just wasn't, it wasn't, it was a good, I mean, for, you know, for most colleges, it's a good crowd. Uh, it, it's a different standard at Kentucky and it scares you for, especially when they likely lose this weekend, what it's going to look like when they have a midweek game against the Georgia team, who, by the way, just beat Mississippi State. And I think they only have one loss in conference play. So all of a sudden, you know, Mike White has it going down in Athens. So, it's just a lot of I again I hate to be such a pessimist but what the hell am I supposed to say to make anyone feel better I mean there's just nothing yeah it's just 
Oh, yeah. There's... <laughs> and, you know, I think the most concerning, I think, I think that the big thing, we'll get into what Oscar said last night. I was there when he gave that interesting monologue is two games in a row, including, like you said, a first year head coach with a, in a total rebuild has called out Kentucky's best player, his weaknesses and how they exploited it. Blueprint, man. It's, it's out there now. And you know, Rick Barnes already, Rick Barnes doesn't even need that damn blueprint. He owns Cal. So you already know, you already know he'll be ready for him. And now, you know, now Mike White, who obviously Kentucky uh, took care of twice last year, he's going to have it. Uh, Buzz Williams will have it. I mean, we know Bill Self already have it. It's just now that the cat's out of the bag with your consensus national player of the year, you have, you know, Severe Wheeler, who I love his energy. I love his defense turnover machine and just doesn't do enough offensively to win your games at the point position. I'd say it's time to give the ball to case and Wallace. He, he might be hurt. He might have other issues. Who knows what's going on with him. Uh, Jacob Toppin's hurt when he finally was starting to play a little bit better. They still have no production from Damian Collins. Chris Livingston's not playing well offensively. I mean, you, you know, but at the end of the day, it all starts with the guy at the top. And that's why uh, that's why it feels like the beginning of an end of an era. And uh, that's why, I mean, the blame has to be put on John Calipari because I just named you all the players on the team and their flaws. He's the one who put together a team full of flawed players. And I've always been one, which he did it in, you know, the platoon year, you know, trying to overwhelm. Yeah. Depth. I'm always, I've always leaned if you, if you got depth, overwhelm your opponent with it. He's always been the Titan rotation type guy. Sure. But it worked for two games. <laughs> if you have the depth, but you just mentioned all the flaws. Maybe is that why we tighten the rotation? Because we don't have enough flaws worked out to overwhelm them with our depth. I don't. I don't know. And we, you know, going into this year, and and I mean, we all get snake bit when they look good in the Bahamas against you know these random teams, and they look good in the preseason against Kentucky State, and they have a good opener against Howard and Decane, whatever. So you know, we all get snake. Bit. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done and say wow this team looks special and then you just you kind of learn like this transfer portal i think you know i think if you find the right guys i mean you look at what kansas has done you look at what texas tech did last year um uh creighton i know they haven't had a great year but some a lot of their transfers especially a guy like bailey shireman who kentucky really could have used as having a great year he's shooting 42 percent uh from three um at the end of the day, you got a guy that Rhode Island got. You have a guy who Iowa got. You have a guy who was a volume shooter at Illinois State who said after the Alabama game, like, he's used to losing by 20-plus because he played at a terrible – he didn't say because of it, but he said – it's. he was pretty much asked, like, how do you deal with it? And he said he's used to it. And that's because he's coming from a place that called Illinois State. 
you're just I just the roster wasn't built with winners, man. I mean, you look at you just look at even compared to the last year, a point guard from Georgia could add that too. But um, like Kellen Grady is the perfect type of guy, and I know he got hurt at the end of the year, and it it didn't go well for him at the end, and unfortunately. He's not being celebrated as much, but he came from a winning Davidson program who was in the tournament when he was there and played against Kentucky. He was like the sixth all-time leading scorer in their history. Those are the type of guys. That's why I I said Bailey Shireman, a guy who's kind of like that, like was that at uh, South Dakota State and won a tournament game last year. Like those are the type of guys you got to go get out of the portal. That's the type of guys that Dennis Gates got. You know, look at the kid from Missouri State, how good he is and some of the other guys they got. Uh, LSU even. I mean, I know they're struggling right now, but KJ Williams from Murray State, man. And I know he he was kind of a package deal with Coach McMahon, so I don't think Kentucky really ever had a shot. But guys like that, those are the guys you got to recruit out of the portal. And um, it's just it, it didn't happen. It didn't go well, and we're, we're unfortunately seeing what happens when uh, a roster is poorly constructed. Absolutely. Um <laughs> You know, we you shorthanded. Even if that's the case, there's still still a lot of talent. If you, you oh yeah, oh uh, this Tennessee game, I, I I wasn't trying to be like I said. I wasn't trying to be Skip Bayless when I said, <laughs> "Can they keep the margin under 38?" The football team lost 44-6. What will the margin be in basketball? In 2013, they lost by 30. The game after Nerlens Noel got hurt against Florida, yeah. uh, went down there and lost 88 to 58. The blood is in the water. Tennessee's retiring Chris Lofton's jersey, uh, <laughs> and of course, you knew they've been waiting to do that with him being from Kentucky, and you know, that's like you know the equivalent, uh, the equivalent, equivalent. If I could talk, is. Randall Cobb coming to Kentucky, living right in Tennessee's backyard, and they didn't really try to recruit him. He's there in Alcoa. Same thing with Lofton when he goes to Tennessee with, with Tubby not getting him because he's got Rondo and Joe Crawford and Ramel Bradley and all that. So yeah, they're gonna they're gonna retire his jersey, and it's it's that you know, look that place they hate Kentucky so bad in basketball. The atmosphere is always so vicious in Thompson Bowling. <laughs> The booze, they the hatred, the visceral vitriol that they have every time Big Blue's in the building, it's gonna be a zoo. Yeah, it is gonna be a zoo, man. And it's very, it's kind of like the roles reverse with football, right? Tennessee football is owned Kentucky historically, and you know it's not all. You know, when lately it has been a crazy house when you know Tennessee comes to Kroger Field, and there's you know there's no team the fans hate more. I'd argue. Uh, they want to beat Tennessee more than they want to beat Louisville at times. Yeah. And then with basketball for years, it was until Rick Barnes came to Knoxville. I mean, yeah, there was definitely, like you've said in the past, that even Mike Pratt and Dan Issel had trouble in Knoxville. It's true. But, I mean, I don't know what the head-to-head series is all time. It's, it's not very close. I mean, Kentucky has won a lot more than Tennessee has. But lately, and that that's kind of where that hatred comes from, not just because they're so close geographically, but – yeah, they're going to – and blood is in the water, man. I mean, this Tennessee team is a buzzsaw. They're number five in the country. 
Uh, they're 14 and two. They actually, they kind of had a game that's kind of similar to Kentucky where they were losing at halftime to Vanderbilt. They didn't have a great game. They still win by nine. Like though that you're it's, it's okay. And we've seen that the last couple of years, right? Where Kentucky has these stinker games and they still find a way to victory. Even in non even in non-conference, they would do that. So but now that two. right. Yeah. And there, how many Vanderbilt games over the years have been really close? And Kentucky still won, but they're really close. Yeah, yeah. Tennessee fans love to love to say it. You know, especially those they love to crow that in basketball they've beaten Kentucky more than any other school, which is true. Yeah. True. How many wins is it? Uh, according to BigBlueHistory.net. Tennessee yep. has beaten Kentucky 77 times in the history of the rivalry. They trail 158 to <laughs> 77, which means they would have to sweep Kentucky for 40 straight years, and they would still be trailing by one. It'd be 158-157 if they swept Kentucky for the next 40 years in the regular season. Yeah. <laughs> they and that, that, and that's when you get a fan base that hates your guts because they always they as Cal said when he was at his highest I come to town and I beat your team when he that's the swaggy Cal that was winning ball games said that and that's why people hate Kentucky I mean uh, I, I, man when I got to the Coleman Coliseum literally this I step out of the car and the first thing I hear from a, a lady is F Kentucky like there is just it, it is it's hatred man but now they're becoming a laughing stock you got the NIT chance in, at Tuscaloosa and then the Cal to Texas chance which I think some Kentucky fans joined in on um and it might start at Rupp Arena next Tuesday who the hell knows um but uh, it's going to be even nastier it's going to be even louder and this team man it, this team is concerning man not even just the, the players and how they play and whatever there there's i don't know what it is but i'm telling you watching you knew something was off during warm-ups yesterday like they did not seem like they wanted to be at rep arena it seemed like they'd rather be anywhere else they played like it they don't – they're just not – you know, there was some bench energy. I thought Jacob Toppin, who was out, was the most energetic guy on the bench. But we all saw the Missouri game. We all saw the the, the screenshots and what, what was going on there. And there's still a lot of that, man. I mean, Damian Collins had a, a nice lob in both uh, – or he had a putback against um, South Carolina last night, and he caught a lob and dunked it at Alabama. No one stood up except for – Jacob Toppin did – last night but no one stood up at alabama and that game was still close it's just this team doesn't seem together and i, I want to get into oscar in a second but you just don't see that from everyone anyone else man i mean south carolina who literally the second worst high major team in the country they're clapping they're standing up they're making noise their head coach is fired up from the from jump street i mean before even they scored the first basket of the game you could tell they had energy and they wanted to come in here and and get the job done and credit to them they did but uh it's concerning and i guarantee you you're not gonna have any any issues with tennessee and you know what's what's also frustrating is tennessee and kentucky are similarly constructed tennessee's old man i mean we've been talking about Vesecho and plasvic forever talking about josiah jordan james forever we've been talking about zakai ziegler for a couple of years i mean all those cats are back 
Uh, Julian Phillips is the one freshman. They bring in the the point guard Tyreek Key from Indiana State, but uh, even their other leading scorer, I'm not even going to try his last name, but he's a senior who was just out with injury last year. So they are experienced as all hell. They know what it takes to beat Kentucky uh, when they're good, and they're going to know how to take care of them when they're down. Yeah. Now, what would the severe and Oscar said Cowdy's to calm down and be more positive? And then was it <laughs> Ben Roberts asked him about it? And then he was like, no, no, Oscar just says things. What is, yeah. what is that? I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I could sense that Cal. Uh, was very energetic last night. I mean, yeah, he was hard in his guys, but you tell he was trying to be positive. He was up the whole game. He was cheering. He was clapping. He was really trying to love his on his team as much as he could. I mean, you had to chew him at some points. That I just don't get how a Hall of Fame coach who's in his sixties can't figure out his team. I, I it is that he put together. It's just see. He's he talked about it again last night, man. Where they still don't have the right combinations of guys on the floor. Like it's January 10th and you're in your fourth SEC game, man. It's like, how do you not know what five guys have to be on the floor together? And you don't even know what attitude you have to have with this team. You don't know how far you can chew them out. You don't know, you know, how, like if I'm being too nice, it's just, they're, they're still in the feeling out process progress or process when that should have been over. That should have been over a month ago. I mean, that should have been over maybe over a month ago. So Teams like Tennessee, you just Alabama just kicked Arkansas's ass on the road. I don't think they're in the feeling out process. Uh, Tennessee, man, I mean, I know South Carolina's bad, but they, Kentucky can't beat them. But so they beat them by forty-two or something on the road. I mean, they just they're dominant. They're dominant, and this is like uh, we talked about it a little bit in the football episode. Wanted to obviously save some of the thoughts for this here, but it is just the worst possible time to be heading into this challenge. I mean, they. I mean, I, I don't know the way Georgia's playing, the way A and M's playing, and you know Vanderbilt fights every no matter what. Maybe that three game stretch that follows this one is not as easy as we thought it was going to be. It definitely isn't when you lose to South Carolina, but you way rather have that stretch first than uh, having to go to Tennessee here. Yeah, what was you? Uh, what were you gonna say about Oscar too before we? Wrap it up? Yeah, man. I mean, that was a. Uh, I don't know if you – I'm going to pull up some of the quotes from it because I, I did write a story on it today. But, yeah, man, he – look, uh, we talked about it a little bit a couple of minutes ago where uh, the opposing coaches, uh, Nate Oates and Lamont Paris, uh, both have called out his inability to defend ball screens. Uh, <laughs> Nate Oates said he's not very good at it. Lamont Paris said he wanted to make a move. So he's being called out point blank. Um, yeah, so the best form of flattery, so he's that's yeah. all he's gonna get until he proves he can stop it. Yeah, it used to be he's a machine, that guy's a tank, just as early as this season. That's what Drew Timmy and Mark Few were saying after the game. Uh, that's what Tom Izzo was saying after their game. Not anymore, man. <laughs> that was two months ago, but so basically, you know, he was asked about that, pretty much just gave the I gotta work on it thing, and he also did. Another comment I thought was interesting on that is he said he's doing what the coaches are telling him to do. So, and that guy doesn't, I don't know if that guy is capable of lying. So if the coaches aren't telling him or if the coaches are telling him to do what he's doing, Oh my God. But uh, I I guess that's a a miss Kenny Payne, but um, and then and and Dwayne Peavy and and Dwayne Peavy and John Robick and uh, 
Uh, you missed Orlando Antigua. You got him back, but he, I guess outside of the recruiting trail, it doesn't do much. Um, but yeah, so here are some of those quotes. Uh, I'll have them for you. First off, this was probably the worst loss in the history of Kentucky, in my opinion. Uh, you cannot come in and just lose to South Carolina. That's the guy who lost to St. Peter's last year saying that. So uh, he feels some sort of way there. Uh, it makes me so mad that I see – this is where it gets interesting. It makes me so mad that I see some of my teammates that are not willing to fight. I don't know if some of them are scared. I don't know if some of them just don't want to fight. We came in here with a different mindset. We came in – we came in like we got to go and fight. We came in and I don't know if some of them are scared. We just started so bad. As soon as the team got down, got us down uh, by 10 to 13, some of them said, some of them said it's simply done. Uh, sorry, we had an ad pop up very rudely here. Not for me. We just have to fight. So, and then the, the most damning quote was if somebody is not w- willing to fight, uh, to give what we need, I'm going to ask Coach to put on put him on the bench. Uh, if we are going to lose with the people who are fight, if we're going to lose with the people we are who are fighting, even the walk-ons, we are going to lose with them. But at least we are fighting. Yeah. Um, so, and uh, again, like I, I, you don't want to over criticize Oscar. I mean, he has a flaw in his game. There's a reason he's back instead of in the NBA after he had a historic season. He didn't, he didn't, uh, his effort wasn't there in Alabama. It just wasn't. So, and look, I I respect that he's trying to call his teammates out. He's trying to be a leader going through the media. Not the way to do it. It's just not the way to do it. And that just tells me what a lot of people, people have speculated is there's a drift between the players and the coaches. There's a drift between the coaches and coaches, and there's a drift between the players and players. I think he kind of just uh, he summed a lot up, and that's scary. That's a scary. Uh, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know how you cover that. Mm, yeah, and I'm culturally there's differences there with him being from Congress. Yes. Uh, probably more of a direct just tell it like it is and I mean that's in our culture too but even more so I think maybe from his culture I'm not like sure I can't speak (laughs) on what it's like over there but uh, he's just very upfront and just says what he thinks and I don't know the whole unwritten rule don't the media in house whatever does he even know those dynamics I don't know but what's been said has been said now. You can't go yeah. back and unsay it. So it's and, and this is a team, man. You can't go and unsay it. And this is a team that's like, I think one of the issues, and we were kind of hanging on there, is they. I don't want to use the word soft, but they they're very hesitant. And Shibway was calling them scared. I mean, I'll, I'll just give you an insider example. We were setting up for the pressers on Monday with uh, Chris Livingston and Damian Collins. And, you know, Lexington has four local TV stations um, and then UK had their own camera. And, you know, how they do those pressers is they put one guy on one side of the room, they put the other on the other, and you kind of just go back and forth and talk to who you got to talk to. And all the cameras were set up at one station and UK had them split them in half because they said it was uh, they've been intimidated by the cameras lately. That's where we're at, man. That's where we're at. And what game was it before Topping got hurt? He got tied up with somebody and he got hurt at Alabama. 
Yeah, but this was before that. He it was a loose ball, and he got tied up when he should have just snatched the ball because it was a smaller guy that tied him up, and then he was kind of looking like like, and it and it was just a kind of a soft play. I can't even remember, but he got. But yeah, I don't know if it was the Louisville game. I didn't. I honestly didn't watch the Louisville game because I was at the Music City Bowl. Might have been Missouri. Might have been a loose ball. Uh, might have been. Yeah, it, it had to be one of those. Those are the two I didn't get to watch in full because Missouri yeah. I was traveling. Came down with a rebound and then he let a smaller guy just. And look, I'm a small guy. It was Mizzou. It was Mizzou. Yeah. I'm and I'm for small guys. I'm always one of the shortest guys on the court. So any other any other scenario, I'd have been like, yeah, way to tie up the big man. But in this situation, I was like, man, come on, Jacob, don't let him do you that way. But it's a lot of you know. There's issues with toughness and yeah, yeah, yeah. And we didn't even the free throw shooting, man. Oh my god, if you hit. Severe had a trip to the line and he went 0 for 2. Oscar had a trip 0 for 2. Severe misses a front end 1 1. Uh, Damian Collins had a chance for a th- three point play. I mean, 7 for 14 from three. W- what are they shooting uh, from the free throw? I'm sorry. They don't really shoot threes, so can't really talk about that. They shot five last night. Uh, that was an issue they had last year, by the way, where they were good at shooting three. Because this year their percentage isn't bad, they just don't take them. And that's partly because CJ was out and not playing well until last night. But yeah, at the free throw line, they are a 65% team. That's hard. That's hard, man. You're not going to survive. We've seen them. We've seen free throws kill them in the tournament time and time again. Um, Confidence. Confidence. Exactly. It's all. I mean, I asked, and that was one of the better answers Cal's given all year, man. Well, I asked him after the UCLA game in New York about, um, you know, if it was mental, if it was mechanical, and he went on a whole mental toughness rant, and he was right. And uh, unfortunately, you know, I know Oscar had 10 chances, and he made seven, which is a decent clip for a big man, but you can't go 0 for 2. And Severe Wheeler, you're a point guard. You're a point guard. you got to hit your free throws. I mean, and one of them wasn't even – they almost blew it dead because it almost didn't touch the rim. And he also had a layup last night to, that hit the hit the shot clock. I mean, it was just a disaster from him. I'm not trying to pick on him, but it, he was a disaster last night. Uh, it, it, I don't know, man. You're running out of answers. You're running out of time. And uh, 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 real quick, I mean, these are your quad one games you got left. You got Tennessee, who's currently number two in the net. Um, you're going to get, I've just got the SEC one highlight. You're going to get Arkansas twice. So there's three right there. You'll get Kansas. That's four. You'll get Auburn. That's five. Um, you already lost Missouri. You'll get Mississippi state as long as they stay there, uh, which would make it six. Um, you'll get shockingly Florida who happens to be winning some games right now would be a quad one and they'll get them twice. So that's what seven or eight. I lost count. So there's and Texas A&M is going to move up into quad one. So you, you have plenty of chances, but you got to win a majority of those. Or uh, and I, we'll we'll have a better picture by the time we circle back and talk next week. Uh, but you're running out of chances to make an NCAA tournament run, and that is you saw Joe Lenardi uh, move them from a nine seed to out today. That's where it's at. And this it's a marathon, but if nothing changes as you run the marathon. When it's half over, it's thir- so far it's thirteen point one miles of nothing. Thirteen miles left. What you gonna do with them? So that's exactly right. It's here we just, are. Um, man. Here we are. I never look. I'm not a. I'm not a 
my sports teams have not been very good lately, so I can't say I've been, I'm a super optimist and was picking this team to win the national championship. I think uh, I think in our preview magazine, I think I put Sweet 16. So, I, I, and I, to me, that's better than last year. I mean, it's not great, but it's better than last year. Uh, it's better than the year before that. Um, so you would have taken it. I, I never would have expected a bubble team maybe off the bubble soon i mean i just could never i don't think in my wildest dreams uh with the when you have the best player in the country last year coming back you have two five two mcdonald three mcdonald's all americans on the roster you have the sec i've never been a big severe wheeler guy but he is the sec assist leader and an all sec defender you have jacob Toppin, who looks so much better at the end of last season i just never would have predicted it to be a disaster and yeah. here we are yeah that's that's why we Air, both of us here talking a minute and lost yeah. some words. The crowd, look at Bryce Hopkins and Keon Brooks. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the crowd last night just kind of stunned as to what did we just see. And, but it's, it's. And they tried, man. They really did. Because it, like I said, it was a it was a smaller crowd than usual for conference play. Rightfully so. I wouldn't give my money to that either. But. They willed that team back, and they were loud. Even Lamont Paris, who I was very impressed with after the game, you know, said it was deafening in there. He couldn't even call plays in the last three minutes. Kentucky cut it to one. Even when they were down 13, man, they get the ball on offense, the crowd's cheering, trying to get them amped up, trying to show them some love. And it sucks that they just couldn't reward them because, yeah. I mean, yeah, they were booing early in the game, but what are you supposed to do when your team's down 15 to the worst team in the conference after just getting their ass kicked on the road? I mean, it's a human nature thing to boo. I don't think they're booing anyone specifically. I think they're just booing what's happening. And uh, we obviously – we didn't even talk about the guy with the fan – the guy with the, uh, the sign. Uh, there was another guy on the Jumbotron doing a, a horns-up sign – I mean, it, it is uh, – that's why I wrote Rock Bottom, man, because it is just – I don't know. Unless – winning cures all. That's what I wrote I wrote at the bottom of the story I wrote about Oscar today was, you know, the one way to heal some wounds and build some chemistry is by winning some games. But it's hard to win games when you play like that and have the attitude that some of these guys have. That's right. And the coach. Yeah. Y'all can read that Rock Bottom on the catspaws.com. Everything AG writes, man, check it out. Retweet him, share it on social media platforms. It's always good content, man. Appreciate you bringing the insights here from the pressers and games you get to cover, man. It's always good stuff. Hope everybody enjoys it. It's it's, it's not a lot of joy around Kentucky basketball, so this is a little bit of a depressing uh, episode. We know what's going to happen this weekend, so it's just just a whole fog of fog of mess right now. BBN, it's just it's what it is. It's where we are, and that's that's about all we can say. Yeah. Again, I, I really wish I didn't have to come on here and just be a negative Nelly, but uh, it's the truth, man. I mean, there's not. Just like after we had the we we stayed up and did a, a an episode after football when they lost to Vanderbilt and there was nothing positive for that either. So I'm not picking on the basketball team. I'm just calling it what what it is and it, it's a mess right now. And uh, again, they could they could prove us all wrong and eat crow. Trust me, I hope so. I mean, I look forward to the NCAA tournament every year, just like all the fans do. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. Kind of like. Uh... We said in the football episode, DeAndre Squares tweet about how both both programs <laughs> got 
karma for arguing about what type of school Kentucky is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 there's some humility in that. And he was not one of them who even got involved in that. So, yeah. and you know, Devin Leary and Ray Davis were out of basketball game last week. So, uh, you know, they're already trying on that side of the, that side of campus to write or, right or wrong there. So yeah. I don't know, man, it's uh winning cures all, but I'm not so sure we're going to get that, uh, that medication prescribed anytime soon. Right. Right. Uh, well, good stuff, man. And we'll circle back, like we said, and, See what happens in Knoxville and see what happens with the midweek. And y'all keep tuning in. We appreciate it. Believe in Kentucky, where you get all your podcasts, where you can watch, you can listen. Get a Cat Daddy shirt, get some merch, shop.believe.com. We appreciate everybody that tunes in. For Aaron, this is Vinny. I'll see y'all on the next episode. Y'all be safe. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.